0: Hi, I'm Bill Arnold. Thanks for listening to the podcast. A warm welcome to Afternoons with Bill Arnold. I'm awful glad you joined me today. If you are uh, just climbing into your car or turning on the radio, welcome nice to hang out with you. It's always good to be with you. Thank you for listening and supporting Faith Radio. And uh, whenever listeners send me notes and stuff, I always go, really? That's so nice. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Uh, this is going to be a great hour. As always, uh, when Dr. Paul Meyer is on, I always think I'm I'm really a popular host, but really has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with him. And uh, he is... Um, uh, is an MD, a psychiatrist, and an ordained minister. And he's the founder of the Myra Clinics. And he has co- co-authored over 80 books. It's probably a bigger number than that. Um, but uh, Love is a Choice and Happiness is a Choice are two books I read a long, long time ago. And his new book, uh, his recent one, is Blue Genes, Breaking Free from Chemical Imbalances that Affect Your Moods, Your Mind, Your Life, and Your Loved Ones. So anyway, I suggested uh, that we start uh, opening up the phone lines and they're already coming in. So... Uh, uh, Paul, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Bill. It's great to be with great you Great to be Yeah. I, I am here because of you. Well, I no, you.
0: I so appreciate that, <laughs> but I, I all of a sudden feel so popular when you come on and it goes, that's ah, it's not about me. <laughs> it's about him. <laughs> yeah. And I threw it out and the line's are already lit up, so maybe you and I can I cut this. The,
1: I, I just want to say I remember the first time uh, you had me on and uh, we had a really good time together and... and uh, and I, I told you afterwards. I said, anytime you want me on, uh, let me know, and I'll be, I'll be on with
0: you. And I know what that means because you're, you're such a busy person. So you literally have to have like a 30 days advance to get your schedule clear to do this. So I, I don't take this lightly. I really, really appreciate. It. And the listeners uh, will sometimes email me, and go, when is Dr. Meyer going to be on again? So thank you. Yep. All right. It. We've got a bunch of callers already. Let's get started. Uh, I've got a call. Anne-Marie's calling in from Hartford, Connecticut. Hello, Anne-Marie. Welcome to the show. Hi, Anne-Marie. Hello. You've got a question Hello. for Dr. Meyer. Yes, I
2: have a question. Um, what can cause anxiety? Pardon? What can What's cause anxiety?
0: What can cause anxiety?
1: Oh, okay. That's, a, that's a, actually a really, uh, a really good question, and, and it's a... Complicated one, but the, there's a uh, there's a difference between worry and anxiety. If if you got something a bill, big bill coming up, you know, or your house, you know, broke down, and your furnace broke, and you don't have enough money to pay for it right away, and all that, that's worry. You know, we we all have worries in life. But when you feel uptight like that, when you feel worried and you don't know why, it just it's just there. Uh, and some people even get panic attacks out of the blue. It's because uh, anxiety. Now, here's my definition of anxiety. Anxiety is a fear of finding out the truth about our own thoughts, feelings, and motives. There's nothing to feel guilty about at all. In fact, the really nice people that uh, are more likely to have anxiety than jerks. You know, if a jerk has something inside of him, he just spits it out. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but, but if we have, uh, like, you know, maybe there's some buried anger or some guilt or, or a fear of rejection or something that we're not aware of inside our unconscious and uh uh but it's threatening to emerge. Either you saw something on T V that reminded you of it or or uh somebody said something that reminded you of it, but not in your head. You don't really remember why, but you get real uptight and uh and that's what anxiety is the fear of finding out the truth about your own thoughts, feelings and motives. Now in order to get rid of it, uh if a person gets therapy, um, gets counseling, where we dig and we probe and we figure out what it is that's eaten away at you. Like Mark Twain said, it's not what you eat that gives you indigestion. It's what's eating you. Yeah. So if we dig it out and talk about it, then the anxiety disappears. In the meantime, if somebody's got a lot of anxiety, uh, uh, we, we can put them on medication temporarily until they get to the counseling and resolve it. Uh, but I can I can see, I, I do mostly medicine now. I used to do therapy. But I can see, people, and I do this all the time, I can see somebody that's had panic attacks for 20 straight years Every day, and, and, and I and I can tell them, well, by tonight you won't have any more the rest of your life. Hmm. You because know, I can give them medicine that'll just stop it dead cold. You know, and and uh, but but if people just take medicine and don't resolve the things that are bothering them on the inside, then then that's not uh, that that's not a real good thing to do. But it is, you know, if if it were me, I'd want to get rid of the panic attacks right away and, and then work on my unconscious stuff. And then and this, just real quickly, I know we have to give short answers because so we can get a lot of calls. But uh, David prayed in Psalm 139 at the very end of that beautiful chapter where he says, you know, God designed us in our mother's womb and, and gave us certain strengths and weaknesses. And he hugs us with one arm and leads us with the other. And and at the end of that chapter, David prayed, um, uh, God, please search my innermost thoughts and make them help me to become aware of them so I can walk in a way that's pleasing to you. So that's those unconscious thoughts. David knew there was there were things inside of him that he wasn't aware of, and he wanted God to make him aware of them, so he could uh, be more mature for the Lord. And then also one other verse is Hebrews four twelve, the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword. And uh, in in what it's saying there in the in the Greek is that if you meditate on Scripture, which I've been doing daily since I was ten and I'm seventy three now. Um, but, but but when you uh, not that I haven't missed a few days, you know, but <laughs> but uh, but when you when you meditate on Scripture then the word of God is quick and powerful and it'll reveal to you things that are in your unconscious that you don't see and help you. To, it, it, it reveals things to us. That, that's why every time I read you the Bible, new verses hit me between the eyes. You know, that never hit me be- before. Okay. So that's my,
0: that's great. That's great. That's great. <laughs> I, you know, I think, I think Anne-Marie's uh, point too was, I think she felt like, well, what, what if you have anxiety and you're a Christian and you go, a ah, Christians shouldn't have anxiety because, oh, you know, you're
1: a Christian. Christians have anxiety just as much as anybody else. Uh well actually not quite as much. Um uh, there have been research studies that show that Christians uh, are uh about 20% happier than non-Christians and about 20% more uh, more relaxed than non-Christians, but we're still human. Sure. And uh like I said, uh really nice people. Like if if I was uh uh if if I got angry at somebody, um I'd be aware of it, I think, and I would tactfully speak the truth and love and share my anger you know the bible says don't let the anger go down on your wrath and uh uh, but there's some people that are so conscientious and and try so hard to be perfect that uh if they have anger towards somebody they 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 fool themselves into thinking that they don't and and if i tell them well you you seem like you're angry at your dad no i'm not well it it really seems that way from what you shared i am not yeah, I said, so you never have any, I'm, no, that really makes me mad. I <laughs> said, so, well, you're angry right now, you know? <laughs> So, But nice people bury their anger and, uh, and have anxiety because they're afraid to look at normal things that we all have that aren't, you know, that, that aren't worth being embarrassed about.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a great call, Anne-Marie. Thank you so much for uh, asking the question. Another caller, uh, Lou, is calling in from Duluth, Minnesota. Uh, Lou, welcome to the program. You've got a, a question for Dr. Meyer. Hi. Hi, Lou. Hi.
3: Hi, Louis. Hi. Hello there. How are you? (coughs) Hey, Hey. I've had an interesting year, none like I've ever had before, but I'm trying to make it through the holiday season. I've been going to grief share uh, weekly support groups, seeing a counselor and trying to get some help to survive through the holidays because I lost two brothers earlier this year, 57 days apart. And then our mother passed away 64 days after my second brother. So, uh, 121 days, I've two brothers and my mom have gone home to be with the Lord, and we're left behind. With birthdays yeah. and Thanksgiving and Christmas. So,
0: any any
3: input or any insights? I, I know that I've, I've taken some pills. I take stuff to help me sleep. I I take loratadine for anxiety. But there's there's no pill uh, that I know of that can make the yeah. grief go away. That's just kind no, of the right. of time.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> and that's I exactly I right.
3: Uh, so uh, I I've uh, I have i have lost other siblings before, but it was nine, fifteen and twenty two years ago. But to lose two brothers in less than two months and then our mom. Yeah.
1: Mm.
3: It's just been overwhelming.
1: Yeah. So, so sorry, Lou. Right. Yeah. Okay, thank thanks Louis for that that uh uh, sharing that um, yeah we it, it's hard to lose uh, people that you love and uh, even though even though we know you know that they're in heaven and having a great old time and you know sound 16 says having so much fun we can't imagine you know how nice it's going to be but but we miss them you know and, and so there's don't feel guilty about that. that that's that's good and healthy and normal it just shows what a loving person you are and uh, one thing that you can do is uh we, we all go through uh, all humans go through stages of grief when we lose somebody or even when we have a big loss, you know, financially or, or our house burns down or different kinds of losses, but it's especially you losing uh, two brothers and your mom. And, and uh, first you can't believe it's true. And then, um, and then, then usually we get mad at somebody uh, like, you know, why didn't the doctor save your brothers or your mom? Why didn't they catch what it was? I don't know what they died from and we don't need to go into that. But or, or if they had a car accident, you know, why did the other person you get mad at the other person and things? And that's normal. So you get mad and uh and then you you get um most people it doesn't matter how spiritual they are, most people will get mad at God for a little while and uh, why'd you let that happen? You know what you know, why why didn't you prevent that? And uh and from God's perspective, the Bible says when uh, when one of his children dies he celebrates they have a big party up there and he brought somebody home so he's got a, a little bit different attitude uh than, than we do about it but he does love you and feel sorry for you for the pain that you're going through and um uh, uh in fact he wept uh when Lazarus died and it wasn't because Lazarus was what wait it, was, it wasn't Lazarus who was it uh anyway Mary and Martha's brother
0: um, yeah Lazarus anyway you got it right
1: oh okay yeah, yeah, Lazarus yeah. okay what
0: mm-hmm. okay
1: and so, and so, uh, you, you, you know, if you're uh, if you feel some anger toward others or toward God, then if you talk, be sure to talk about it in your therapy and pray about it, and forgive, uh, because if we hang on to, or, or and usually there's some false guilt too. So there's anger toward others, anger toward God, and anger toward ourselves, uh, and, and uh, including a lot of false guilt. Well, I wish I would have spent more time with my mom before she died, or I wish I would have been there that day, or I wish this, or I wish that and we all have those you know i wish this and i wish that and uh and, and it's easy to blame ourselves uh for things and and uh even if we did do something wrong we need to forgive ourselves you know when we ask god to forgive us then but but uh but there's a lot there's often false guilt uh and and so anytime we hang on to anger that makes us more depressed so we need to get rid of the anger you know and, and you can't just turn it off but but sharing it with a counselor and or in your support groups, I'm glad you're doing that. That's really good, and I'm glad you're taking a little medication to to keep you from being overwhelmed. But you're right; even an antidepressant doesn't make you happy when you're grieving, um, but but because uh, you still grieve, it, it just helps you to be normal, you know. But um, and and so be sure you talk about any anger you might have and forgive those people, including forgiving yourself. And then you have just genuine grief where you just miss them. And uh when that hits you, try to cry uh cry on purpose. I was just telling one of my patients earlier today uh who just her she lost her uh, maternal grandmother, which she was real close to on Friday, and I told her I remember when uh when my mom died you know that that uh, uh you know how I felt and um and uh and all that sort of thing and that and that when Christmas comes like these holidays are a little harder, so when Christmas comes. You may be feeling okay, Louis, uh, early in the morning, and then and then uh, maybe at noon or so, all of a sudden you'll feel a wave of sadness, and you, you may not even know where it's coming from. and uh, But it's probably coming from missing your brothers and your mom, because maybe you got together with them at Christmas. So if you do, I, I did that when after my dad died. Uh, I was having a good time on Christmas and with my kids, and then all of a sudden I felt a wave of sadness, and I didn't know what it was from, and I went in the other room by myself, and I prayed, Lord, show me what it is I'm feeling sad about. And I realized I was missing my dad because usually he'd be there at, at Christmas. And and so I had a good cry. I cried for about a minute or two. And then I felt relieved and I felt great the rest of the day. If I would have stuffed it, I would have been sad all day. Yeah, but get in touch with, uh, yeah, when you have it, go ahead and cry and grieve. The Bible says uh, not to grieve like those who have no hope, but it doesn't mean don't grieve. It says weep with those who weep.
0: Right. Oh, that's sure. solid, Paul. And, I mean, and when you do
1: that, that then you'll then the, the grief will be resolved. So mm-hmm. it'll still hit you in waves even years from now, a little bit, but it'll get less and less. So yeah. go ahead and allow yourself to experience those stages. And when you allow yourself to experience them and you share them, then they go away a lot quicker.
0: All right. Thank you for the question, Lou. And uh, Dr. Paul Meyer is my guest. If you have a question about uh, a relationship or depression or anxiety or uh, anything that... Uh, it, you just call, and we'll uh, we'll put your question on the air, 877-933-2484, 877-933-2484. That uh, number also works as a text. Uh, and you can also email me, bill at myfaithradio.com. We'll take a short break and be back with more of Dr. Paul Meyer in just a minute. back to the show. It's 20 minutes after the hour. Dr. Paul Meyer is my guest the whole hour, which means if you have a question about um, uh, anything going on in your head, I would say Dr. Paul Meyer is the person to ask. Uh, maybe uh, depression, anxiety, fear, um, hopelessness, whatever. Uh, we've got uh, we've got him for the full hour. So let's take advantage of it. Uh, 877-933-2484. Um, he's written 80 plus books. Um, he does podcasts
1: actually over a hundred now. All right. Uh, I've written about three years since I, that's about 43 years ago or something like that.
0: Okay. Um,
1: two or three years. I've written over a hundred that sold 8 million copies in
0: 30 languages. Okay. Let me, let me start over. Uh, Dr. Paul Myers written over a hundred books in like 30 languages and sold a lot. So (laughs) (laughs) we're doing great. Um, uh, I found something that I th- you said, that which I want you to expand on a little bit. Half of the pain we have is unnecessary, and the half that is unavoidable, we can learn from.
1: Yeah. Yep. What do you What uh, do you mean?
0: Half the pain is unnecessary.
1: Uh, there's things that we all do that create pain in our lives. That that if we learn about them, that the the pain will go away. And 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 we all have sad things that happen like uh um Lewis had deaths in his family that causes pain you know mm-hmm. so those are things that are unavoidable but there's things that we do that that are avoidable and i will give you just one good example there's a lot of examples but um uh, your your self talk you what do you say to yourself um like if you if if somebody if if somebody in our listening family right now if you like you know half an hour from now you go to get in your car and you find out you locked your keys in the car or you left the lights on and the battery's dead, uh, you know, what do you say to yourself? Do you say, you stupid idiot? See, that would be creating pain in you. And what you got to ask yourself is, if your best friend drove you there and you walked out with your best friend and your best friend left the lights on and the battery was dead, would you turn to your best friend and say, you stupid idiot? No, because it's not true that he's a stupid idiot or she. It's it, 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 you'd say, hey, you know, you're human. We all make mistakes. Don't worry. We'll jump mm-hmm. or we'll do what we need to do. And so, um, here's something I want all all the people in our listening family right now to do. Sometime today, maybe w- when you're done, uh, you know, t- sometime tonight or when you're done listening to the program, uh, go to the an empty blank page in the back of your Bible and put today, today's, uh, today's today's date down in it and a little note to yourself, dear, you know, put your name down. I promise from today on to be your best friend, and I'm going to make an effort not to say anything negative to you that I wouldn't say to my best friend under the same circumstances, because mm-hmm. you would tell your best friend the truth, but we lie to ourselves, and, and uh, the job of demons is to be the accusers of the brethren, uh, and uh, I don't know if you've ever read Tape Letters. But I have. Yeah. He has a, you know the head, he has the Satan going around saying, well, let's put two demons on this guy, and... Let's put two on Bill and let's put two on, you know, whoever else, Paul. And uh, and then, uh, but he, when he gets to you, he might say, hey, we don't need any on uh, on Sally there or whoever is listening to us that is self-critical. We don't need any on her. She beat yourself up worse than we could, so let's just leave her alone and put four people on this other person, you know. Right. And uh, so when you beat yourself up verbally, you're doing the work of, of demons, and, and you don't need to do that. Uh, and usually it's because there is one parent or the other that was too critical of you when you were, in the first six years of life. So you just keep that parent in your brain. So you need to kick that parent yeah. out of your brain. And, and, uh, and, and so that's one thing that people go through life feeling just horrible pain because they because uh, they have negative self-talk and they tell themselves lies. So they're based on lies. They feel miserable.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Got a, I mean? yeah.
1: That's just, that's just one example.
0: i got another caller on the line. Okay. Darlene is calling in from mini Hello, Darlene. You got a question for Dr. Meyer
4: hi there yes I do Um, I have been working with my sister my older sister uh, and she lives with my other sister Um, and anyway she is has been hoarding for a number of years and she's had a lot of pain in her life and so on Um, and I've been helping her once a week and um, anyway it's been going on for about a year and She's gotten to the point where, where she'll get one bag together and then, you know, we'll donate it and uh, or she'll want to sell some stuff. But, um, you know, at the uh, new uses or something like that for maybe five ten dollars uh, $10. But it's really slow. And yeah. um, <laughs> sometimes I just don't – I want to give up on it. And uh, I'm yeah. just not sure
1: uh, – uh. Okay, let let me let me tell you yeah. how easy it is how easy it is to, to stop that. Uh first let, first let me ask you a quick question. Has she been a perfectionist her whole life since she was little? Or was she a uh, perfectionist and had to do things just right and um,
4: mm. I, I would say per- she is a did perfectionist. Did she ever hoard before?
1: Yes. She's a perfectionist? And did she hoard things? No. Earlier in her life? Has she been doing that all her life or just the past year?
4: uh, No, I would say it's the past uh, maybe 10 years, and and then she did have a son uh, die. Uh, That was about five years ago.
1: Okay. About Uh, the last 10 years. I've I've got uh, bad news and good news. The bad news is that you can't really do anything that will help her. Uh, The good news is that she can get rid of it in a month. If she saw a good uh, psychiatrist, what happens is we eat – uh, without getting too technical, we eat tryptophan in our diets, and vitamin B6 carries it into the brain. The brain turns it, God just designed our brains this way, it turns it into serotonin, and serotonin gives us love, joy, peace, patience, and good sleep, and all that sort of thing. And we have reuptake sites that suck up the old serotonin to replace it with the new. And uh, if, if you're going through a lot of stress, or a lot of people just inherit it, where from birth on they hoard and do things like that. But if, uh, if uh, the reuptake sites are sucking up too much serotonin, it not only will make you more depressed and, and anxious, but it will make people do things like hoard, um, like um, having to count things, having to check the doors four times a night, um, having uh, songs that won't leave your head. Uh, a lot of us have that one. And, um, and uh, obsessive-compulsive uh, disorders. is what that is. And hoarding is just the, the low serotonin makes her do that. It's making her. a chemical is making her do that. If she takes a serotonin medicine, any any serotonin medicine like Prozac, Zoloft, Lexapro, you know, Cymbalta, Pristiq, if she takes any of those, uh, and and she might need a higher than average dose, but if she takes any of those for about a month or so, uh, it, she'll just quit doing it without even trying to quit. So, I, I my opinion is that uh, uh, that there's nothing that anybody can do that, and there's nothing she can do that'll make her. Quit doing that, uh, but if she takes some medicine that corrects the chemical imbalance, she'll quit doing that without even trying to
0: quit. Oh, that's so, encouraging. What's happening? Yeah, I hate to interrupt this great uh, discussion you're uh, having, but we are up against a hard break, which means we're just going to okay. go away if unless I'm, okay. you know, unless okay. we're okay with that, which I'm not. So <laughs> let me just take a little break. Then when we come back, more with Dr. Paul Meyer. Uh, I'm going to try to get to Cynthia next. Got lots of calls and uh, text messages coming in. Uh, just thank you for your patience. If you have a question uh, regarding mental health. Uh, Paul is a doctor and a psychiatrist and has authored over 100 books. And if you want uh, to ask the perfect person a question about stress or anxiety or depression or whatever it is you have, uh, please call 877-933-2484. We'll be back with more Dr. Paul Meyer in just a minute. Listening today, it's 31 minutes after the hour. Dr. Paul Meyer is my guest on our studio line. You may know him from uh, over 100 books, and he is a MD and psychiatrist and counselor and does it all. So if you have a question for him, uh, please call 877 933 2484. We've got a bunch of questions here. Um, Dr. Meyer, do you have any recommendations on what to do when you're in the middle of a panic attack, like in that very moment? I've been having a hard time after unexpected pregnancy of twins. I took a job that I really struggle with to provide for my family. I was also physically attacked in my previous job, and because of the attack, I don't have the desire or confidence to return to the dream job even after my kids get older. Becoming a mom just added to the anxiety and negative thoughts. Your thoughts? Is Dr. Meyer still with us? He will be. Okay, good. You know, I think we've had a little bit of phone issue because some of the names on the screen went away and I thought, hmm, I wonder if that's serious or not. But yeah, Dr. Paul Meyer has been my guest and I don't even know if he can still hear the question, but it was a long one and a good one. So uh, thank you for that call. If you want to get in and ask a question, you can uh, call me at 877-933-2484. Or you can also text me at that same number. And if you're an old-fashioned person and just like to uh, do email, you can email me, Bill, at MyFaithRadio.com. We've been having a great conversation with Dr. Meyer. I think we just lost him temporarily, but I knew he will be back. And uh, if you have any experience with Dr. Meyer, you know um, that he comes from a very godly perspective. He's an ordained minister, he's an MD, and he's a psychiatrist. It's like the uh, perfect trifecta of uh, a good place to get counseling. And he's authored over 100 books. And I remember reading one of my first books that he wrote with um, um, his partner at the time. Um, it was called Happiness is a Choice. And I remember reading that book and, and still remembering many things from it to this day and and how um, important it is to have a God-focused attitude and it's so easy in our life to just not go there and just just say, um, I'm going to beat myself up. I'm going to be mad at myself. I'm, you know, I, I'm, you know, like he talked earlier in the program, you, you know, you make a mistake and you beat yourself up and you call yourself an idiot and you wouldn't treat your best friend that way. So um, it's really, um, it's really important to be uh, having the, the mind of Christ throughout the day. And um, so uh, I think we're still trying to get Dr. Meyer on the line, but I appreciate all the calls that have come in um, and, uh, we've we've had some technical dif- difficulties, so, um, we're going to, we're going to put him back on the line. I think he's back on. This is exciting. Thank you for your patience. This is what they trained me to do at radio school. Hey, which, Bill. hey Paul. <laughs> nice to have you back. I asked you this beautiful question and then you weren't there. So <laughs> I, I, I think I'll read. Did,
1: did you get mad at me? Did you get mad at me? And hang no, up? I, I,
0: I didn't get mad. I got a little panicked. <laughs> That's when I started feeling sweat on my upper lip. Going where'd Paul go? Yeah,
1: yeah. During the commercial, it just went, uh, it just went dead.
0: Okay, all right. Here's a question: uh, Do you have any recommendations on what to do when you're in the middle of a panic attack, like in that very moment? I've been, I've been having a hard time after unexpected pregnancy of twins. I took a job that I really struggle with to provide for my family. I was also physically attacked in my previous job. So, because of the attack, I don't have the desire or confidence to return to the dream job even after my kids get older. Your thoughts?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we can get rid of. Like I said, if I have, if I see somebody with panic attacks and I and I do the initial one-hour evaluation, I tell them you'll never have another one after today. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's medications that you can take that work right away, and there's uh and there's medications that. Take time to build up. The better ones are the ones that take time to build up. Like Lamictal is awesome, um, and and you can take something like a, you know Clonazepam or or, or um, Xanax or something like that uh, right away, or a Xanax time release that works that lasts twenty four hours. And I'd I'd give uh, uh, somebody something like that um, to take uh, right away so that they won't have any while the Lamictal is building up. And, and without you know, there's a lot of medications that 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 uh, would get rid of them, and uh, but and uh i would make sure that any of my clients who who uh had any panic attacks would have some have a few clonazepam or something like that in their purse that they don't even take every day they just have and then if a panic attack comes you can uh take one of those and within about 6 minutes it's gone for 8 hours and it, you couldn't have one if you tried to mm-hmm. if you chew it uh if you chew it it'll work in 2 minutes so um in the middle of one if you don't have any medication um then I, there's not a whole lot you can do except realize that it's fear it's a fear of looking at the the horrible some things that are inside of you and you've you've uh whoever asked that question has been through a lot of pain you know she got attacked and has had different things and got uh, harassed at work or whatever else and uh so and you can get rid of the panic attacks without medication, but it, but it might take nine months of therapy. So I would get some medication so that you're uh, happy and relaxed while you're working on the therapy. But, but, but in the therapy, if you dig and probed, you're having some post-traumatic stress-type disorder. Mm-hmm. And if you th- dig and probe with the counselor and you talk about the things, and, and what our counselors would do here is they'd put an empty chair in front of you and, and uh, say, okay, pretend like the guy that attacked you is in the chair and tell him how you feel and uh, and you know talk looking right in the eyes and tell them how you feel and uh, if she did that, you know she'd start crying and weeping and grieving and and uh but the the emotions would come out, and she'd be relieved, and so that would help relieve a lot of the anxiety mm-hmm. and so we'd have her do that with different people that had hurt her and but in therapy, we can get rid of uh panic attacks we've also got a we've also got a day program where people come seven hours a day, five days a week for about three weeks, and they stay in a hotel and they And we do seven hours a day of that sort of thing, digging and probing and working out What's eating away at them, and and, uh, and uh, our doctors see them every day to check on their meds and give them, make mm-hmm. sure they're comfortable, but not too comfortable. My, the guy that runs it says, "Now, Paul, don't give them so many anxiety medicines that they won't work on their problems. You know, right. leave them with a little bit of a little, a little bit yeah. of anxiety so they'll Le- work on their problems. Yeah,
0: give them an edge. But they uh, get well in three weeks. Okay, they good. Get well, in three weeks, uh, let's get Cynthia on the line. She's calling in from Minneapolis. Hello, Cynthia. Thanks for holding. I know you've been patient. Hello. You got a question for Doctor Meyer.
5: Hi, Bill. Hi, too. Hi, Dr. Dr. Meyer. I love Hi. both of you guys. Thank you so much for each of you individually, what you do for the Lord and for others. We can learn a lot from both thank, of you. Thank you. It's our, um, our yeah, both of you. I personally um, recently I read Dr. Meyer's book Blue Jeans, and it uh, really enlightened me in a lot of of different difficulties people. Go through, But this one I just can't quite figure out I have a friend who has been in and out of prison over the course of his adult life And now is in his upper 30s and has found Christ uh, He's been to Teen Challenge and um, has just continued to struggle with a heroin and meth addiction And most recently, this last year, um, has really focused on his relationship with the Lord. He has a new girlfriend who is a sweet gal and encourager, and yet he has still overdosed uh, three times in the last year. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. Is is there anything that can help him get out of this funk of thinking he
2: needs
1: yeah yeah that. and and this one, this was not easy I in fact in January uh I'm going to do a uh a, about a 2 hour seminar with uh senators congressmen and governors and and political leaders uh from across the country on the the uh, opioid addiction and you know what what we recommend that they do to treat it and and uh people people that have an addiction to things like heroin and opioid uh pain meds and things like that It it takes an average of about 16 years of therapy for them to get over it, and a lot of them don't ever get over it. And uh, it's very difficult. And uh, and there was a a huge research study done by a group of, uh, you know, secular psychiatry researchers and stuff, and I was surprised they admitted it. But uh, you know what worked the best? Because they've tried all different things. What worked the best was uh, uh, people that went to a, uh, a Christian residential place where they where you just stay there for a whole year and you can't get out to take uh, uh medications you know mm-hmm. and i mean to get uh drugs and stuff and and to use twelve step programs um so they, they had to admit what had the best success rate was if they'd spend a whole year at a at a, um a, a, a christian facility where they uh, uh you know where they have twelve step program uh in residential treatment and that's still you know, doesn't guarantee that they they'll get well but it has a, a better success rate. Uh but uh, most people that get hooked on those things end up dying from them eventually or you know, or just being you know, very few people you know quit it once they get in it. Very it's, sad. it's really hard for them. Mm-hmm. It's really hard.
0: Wow, Cynthia, I'm so it's such a difficult uh, situation. So definitely pray. And
1: Christians Christians fail at that too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. Uh, we've got a lot of people still wanting to ask you something. Okay. Uh So let's add, go to Donna in Elk River. Donna, welcome to the show. You've got a question for Dr. Meyer.
4: Thank you very much for taking my call. I sincerely appreciate it. You're so it. welcome. Your blessing to all of us. I have a condition called trigeminal neuralgia, and I have a fear of having an attack like, Almost constantly in fear of that, um, even when it seems to be quiet. And I'm wondering if you can give me any guidance how to how to overcome that.
1: Yes, yes, yeah. And, and it's, I mean, you, you'd be uh, silly not to have a fear, wouldn't you? <laughs> you know, because if, if you get pain, <laughs> if somebody gets pain, you know, if somebody gets pain yeah. from a neuralgia or, or some you know neurological problem, then that's no fun. Yeah. And so, you know you know being afraid that it's going to hit you again it's just normal like if you knew a Mack truck was going to come and run into your car sometime in the next 3 days you know you'd be afraid to get out there and drive so that that fear is uh is very normal don't don't feel bad about that but uh uh something that if I were treating you here's what I would do there's a medication called uh, uh Lamictal L A M I C T A L and um and uh, you have to uh, start at a low dose and work your way up to a decent dose and it, it might take a month and so it may not help you immediately but uh, in about four or five weeks uh, of, of building it up gradually you have to do it gradually so you don't um, um, get an allergy to it but it's not addicting it works almost 100 percent of the time it's a wonderful medication and uh, in and when you take it, um, it when you get to the right dose for you it it, it one, it'll do several things one thing it'll get rid of the fear or, or else, really tone it down, where it won't be, uh, you know, nearly as much, and and you won't be able to have a panic attack if you tried to. Um, and it also gets rid of the pain, so it uh, the the pain, or at least it it eliminates a lot of it. So if you get on, uh, uh, if anybody has any kind of chronic pain, that's a real, you know, it's easy to get depressed because, I mean, anybody would be upset if if you had pain every day. You know, it, 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 that's just normal but if you take uh, lamictal and uh and get up to a decent dose and and go to a high enough dose where it gets rid of most of the pain most of the pain will be gone so when you do have a a pain uh reaction it won't be it might only be half as bad or, or one tenth as bad and then the fear won't be there cuz it it'll just it, it gets rid of the fear and makes It makes you less irritable uh it's a wonderful medication and if uh um if that didn't work by itself and it probably would but if it didn't you can uh uh, also take uh, Cymbalta or Pristiq. that's two of the antidepressants that get rid of pain and so they also help anxiety but they get rid of pain and they help depression too if you happen to be depressed but I'd give it to I'd give them to you even if you weren't depressed so um, so if you took um, Cymbalta and Lamictal or Pristique and Lamictal and got up to a decent dose uh, you'd do just fine I there's people that are starting opioids we mentioned those earlier uh, that are starting to use them, or, or just use them periodically for chronic pain, and uh, and I get them on these medicines, and they're able to to quit before they get addicted to them. Mm-hmm. If right. they if they take these medicines, they you know they yeah. don't
0: need. Thank you, thank you so much, Donna, for calling. We need to need to take a break. I'm gonna uh, ask Kathy and uh, Sh- Sheila um, to stay on the line. I appreciate your patience. We'll take a short break and be right back with Dr. Paul Meyer. Welcome back to the show, 13 minutes in front of the top of the hour. Dr. Paul Meyer is my guest, and I'm talking real fast now because we've got uh, several people that I'd like to get in on the, uh, okay. the discussion with you, Paul. Uh, my first uh, is Kathy from Watertown, Wisconsin. Hey, Kathy, welcome to the show. Thanks for being so patient.
5: Hi, thank you. I wanted to back up to that part where he was talking about the, the self negative self-talk that it accumulates before they're yeah. six years old. He could yeah. elaborate on that. Thanks.
0: There you go. What? the 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 self talk the self talk that acu- yeah. that starts and accumulates up to age six years old. Um, if you yeah. would elaborate on that.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, when, when we're uh, um, when we're growing up, you form about half your personality by age three, and eighty five percent by age six um, of of your basic personality traits. You know how you look at men and women and life and marriage and things, and in uh, yourself. And um, and, and thank God, you know, we can change no matter how old we are. With God's help, we can change. You're not locked into it. But if you had a parent that kept putting you down and no matter what you did, it wasn't good enough, then you'd believe they were right. Or kids that get abused, physically abused and things like that, feel like, oh, I I deserve to be abused. I'm trash. And so they develop negative self-talk and they believe things that are not true. And then when they grow up, they keep thinking that even though the parent might be dead 10 years and they still – have their parent in their brain doing that. And and then some kids have wonderful parents, and they inherit a, a low serotonin level, uh, and so they have negative self-talk and hate themselves and want to kill themselves in spite of having really nice, wonderful parents because they have a, a chemical depletion that makes them feel that way. Uh, I, I, I had a patient that came all the way here from Jerusalem to be treated at our day program, and she had that lifelong. She had wonderful parents. Uh, but she had lifelong self-hatred and wanting to die and all that sort of thing, misery, and I put her on a, a medication that restored her serotonin to normal, and she felt great, but she went back to a Messianic synagogue in uh, Israel, that's a, a synagogue that believes in Jesus, they could just call him Yeshua, And uh, but they were a legalistic one, and they said, you can't take medicine, you have to do everything just using the Bible. So she quit the medicine, and all that pain came back. She ended up hanging herself and dying.
0: Oh, no. And,
1: uh, but after that, the church realized they were wrong, and now they, have, they get copies of that Blue Jeans book and, and give it to people that have genetic uh, disorders like she did. Um, so sometimes people inherit negative self talk, and, and if they get on a serotonin medicine for a month, it just disappears.
0: Wow. It's a great, uh, great call. Kathy, take a big you so much. Yeah. Other yeah.
1: People
0: need yeah. Order. yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Sheila, Sheila calling in from Crystal, Minnesota. Hello, Sheila. Welcome to the show. Hope I have your name right.
2: Hi. Well, it's actually Shalia. But Shalia. There okay. you go. People thank you. Always call me Sheila.
0: Yeah. Well, I like well, Shalia. That's beautiful. Thank you that's so beautiful. much for
2: taking my call. You're so welcome. <laughs> well, um, I've been going through something for the last eighteen years. I have two nieces that were kidnapped out of Chicago in two thousand one. I've dedicated my whole life to them, have developed uh, depression, anxiety, have been advised to speak to someone about it. But in my mind, no one can help me only because we don't have bodies, we don't have information. How could we ever seek closure or grieve properly when they're still missing?
1: Um. Uh, yeah it's a good that's a good question but if you get um if you get counseling and talk about your anger your rage at the people that would do such a horrible thing and and uh uh talk about how how uh, angry you are and how how you you know how much grief stricken you are and things like that if you talk about with a therapist who helps dig that out then it does decrease it a lot and uh and if you um and, and you might need to, you know, that might be so hard that you might need a, let me put it this way. We see about 1,000 people a day at our clinics. I don't want people to get the wrong impression. Uh, 80% of them, 75%, 80% don't get any medication at all. They just get Christian counseling. But, you know, about 20% will need temporary medication or or they inherited something and they need it lifelong. But um, in, in a case like yours, it wouldn't hurt to take a, an antidepressant um, so that you won't get so deep into the sadness, but, but you, uh, you've got to let go. I mean, they, they've been gone 18 years, uh, and, and God loves them. And, uh, and he understands what they've been through. He allowed it to happen. So you got to not, not be bitter toward God for allowing it to happen. And, uh, and they, you know, they could very well be dead, you know, uh, uh, they could be dead or all sorts of horrible things could have happened to them. And, but, but they're going to spend eternity in, in heaven and there's nothing you can do to bring them back, uh, except uh, pray for, keep on praying for, for, uh, uh, God to help them, uh, as much as, uh, um, as much as possible. And, and, uh, um, and, and you just, you know, you, in, if you were in counseling, I'd try to get you to go on with life. God wouldn't want you to be miserable the rest of your life. He'd want you to go on with life because there's some real horrible tragedies in our lives. And, uh, uh, that, you know, most of us will experience something, Not maybe not that bad, but, um, it, you know, we'll go through tragedies in our lives, and, and there's some things that happen that we can't do anything about, and um, uh, so you, you worry about things you can change, but don't worry about things that you can't change.
0: Shalia, my heart is absolutely broken for you.
1: Yeah, mine too. Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, because even with
2: grieving, I mean, I've had You know, I've lost both my parents. Um, I've lost many people that I love dearly. Mm, But I was able to grieve. I was able to say, okay, uh, it's time to move on, keep them in my heart. But when you don't have closure in a kidnapping case, especially, I mean, you can't come to grips with that. Because it's like a void that's, that's stuck in your brain and it's stuck in your heart. And it's no closure.
0: Yeah. And as as a sister in Christ, Paul and I love you.
1: Yeah.
2: I know. And thank both of you so much.
0: You're so welcome.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, that was a tough one, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really tough. Um,. All right, uh, Laurel is calling in from St. Paul. Laurel, welcome to the show. You have a question for Dr. Oh, Meyer.
6: hi, Jill. I love your show. And Thank you. you. You do such a wonderful job. Thank you.
0: Oh, I'm blushing.
6: I'm 70, in my early 70s, I'll say. And um, Dr. Meyer, Me um, I respect... <laughs> I'm 45. 73. What?
1: I'm 73, so... <laughs> I'm
6: the same age as you are.
1: Yeah, but I feel like 45, and I hope you do too.
6: Were you born in '45?
1: No, yeah, I was, but I feel like I'm '45, is what I said. Though. <laughs> you know, I wish so. I
6: did. That's wonderful. Some <laughs> days I do. Anyway, yeah. yeah, I um, even when I get a normal night's sleep, um, I wake up and I just am so tired in the morning that I I hardly can even get up till the afternoon, and it's very frustrating because I have so many things I'm supposed to be doing. And uh, it's like a lack, total lack of energy. It seems when the sun goes down, I, I have more energy and I'm able to get up and, and get going. even when I've, you know, had eight or nine hours sleep, it's just very frustrating. And I take um, okay. that fish oil pill. That helps me somewhat. And I take, you know, uh, calcium and I take um, uh, vitamin C and also a, yeah. a vitamin, you know, a, a, a vitamin okay. for people older over 50. Uh,
1: let me... Let, let me ask you a quick question uh, yeah. Laura, be, Before be, before we run out of uh, time here At the yeah. end of the, the hour um, he, he, How long has this been going on? For months or years or just weeks? Years. Or How long has that been going on? Years? It's
6: been more than a year
1: Over a year Okay yeah. So um, here's different possibilities One is that uh, if you have a low thyroid That would do that That would make you really tired all day every day but here's, here's how you can tell if you – I mean, you can get a thyroid test, but you'd also have dry skin, hair loss, constipation, and it'd be cold all the time when other people are comfortable. So if you had those symptoms, then it would be thyroid. And if you get on thyroid medicine, that would clear up in a few weeks. Now, if it's uh, – it could be um, – so if, if you had some sort of experience, painful experience that started it, that triggered it, then it could be just uh, unresolved um, uh, anger or things like that. Uh, it, it could be depression, you know, because depression does that to you. And and when you're depressed and your serotonin is low, then then you feel not only sad, but you feel real tired all day. It's, and you feel worse in the morning, and it does get a little better toward the end of the day. So it could be depression. So if you took a, a really good uh, antidepressant like Pristique uh, that builds up serotonin and norepinephrine, that gives you more energy. Uh, uh, that one gives you a lot of it gets rid of the depression and it gives you a lot more energy focus concentration motivation um so um but if it's an issue that's bugging you then then counseling would be really important too to to make sure you resolve what's what's bothering you but if i were seeing you i'd have you see a counselor to figure out if something's eating away at you uh but i'd have you see your family doctor uh first and get some lab tests and things to see if if you have some uh, uh, some medical problem, um, you know, uh, even low uh, vitamin D. Some people have uh, you know have a real low vitamin D, and that would do that. Or uh, the vitamin B12. There, there's certain things that, uh, or thyroid, like I said. Or there's different kinds of medical problems that can cause that. But uh, often it's uh, if if it started a year ago, then something happened a year ago that, that triggered it, unless that's when you got that.
0: All right, great question, thank Laurel. Thank you very much. Yeah. And speaking thank of you. panic panic attacks, I'm having one myself right now because we're out of time, Paul. But thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's such a great hour. I've got uh, Kathy still on the line, and I've got uh, another uh, nine questions to ask you that didn't get asked. So I apologize to everyone who sent me a text and we didn't get your question on the air. I'm going to save your question, and next time uh, Dr. Meyer is on, I'm going to start with your questions, and we'll give you plenty of advance notice when he's going to be back on the program. And, of course, everything is That'd podcasted. Thanks, Paul. Have a great night. Okay. Thank you. Good night. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.